0: what up y'all i'm Rajay, and i'm shy and welcome to the rxs podcast the podcast where we provide inspiration motivation and information to the music community gang 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 gang
1: so baby what are we talking about today
0: today we're talking about um endurance Hmm. um and perseverance through hard times through struggle through loss Mm -hmm. just having the ability to um still continue on the path that God has put you on and continuing to do what God called you to do in spite of. Wow. Yeah, it's real. It's a good one. That's that's deep. Sounds
1: like a great story.
0: Yeah. And we hope y'all enjoy it. Y'all go ahead and watch it. Peace. What up, everybody? I'm here with Maurice Yancey, now pastor. (laughs) Maurice Yancey, how you doing, man?
1: Man, I'm delighted to be here, brother. Yeah, man, I
0: appreciate you for being here, man. Yes,
1: sir. What a pro privilege <laughs> and a pleasure
0: yeah how's it been
1: it's been going good man um life is good you know no real complaints every day above ground of course yes sir. it's a blessed day yes sir you know to be alive and yes, just sir. be doing well and having an opportunity to go after the dreams and goals man yes sir so i'm good
0: yes sir that's good stuff i want to take us back to the beginning to young maurice okay where did you grow where were you born
1: I was born in the city of Suffolk, Suffolk, Virginia. Yes, sir. And uh, always been in Virginia, moved around. You know, they call it Tidewater area, the seven cities. Yeah. And so between Suffolk, Portsmouth is pretty much where I've been. Uh, Grew up in Suffolk most of my life and uh, moved to Portsmouth proper when I was 19, 20, and that's where I've been for the last 20 years. Okay. So what was it like growing up? oh man it was it was cool man um it it was it was cool I was definitely have always been a church baby, yeah, um, you know what I mean born and raised in the church, <laughs> I love sports it was kind of a country area mm-hmm. so we could go outside man and and just get out there in the field in the yard and and do our thing man yeah. I was very much into sports, and so uh that that took up a lot of my time kept me on a straight and narrow but that uh but music was always here church yeah. was always here god has always been yeah. been here close to it man so it's, it's it's been a cool my childhood days have been pretty good
0: yeah so were you um always singing
1: always for real ever since i've known anything about anything i've been singing
0: did Absolutely. you like what kind of music were you listening to? Quartet like, music. Come on, man, yes, off the uh, rip.
1: Off the rip, man. <laughs> that has always been my thing, man. My dad was a quartet lover. And okay. uh as far as I can go back, man, about the age of five where I really was conscious on what I was doing. But okay. they tell me, you know, about two or three you you know, you'll be uh in church with the mic in your hand trying to sing. But I do remember vividly about five years old, I was at one of our church uh, conferences, man, and and uh, sung in front of this mass crowd, and it's just been on ever since.
0: <laughs> so back then, did you see yourself like having a group?
1: Yes, because I've on, always yes,
0: yes, I already know what's <laughs> yeah, going on. Yeah,
1: because I, I mean, we were, I was always in one. So okay, my uncle okay. uh, started me and three of my cousins. Okay. My uh, family, my dad's family, side of the family, uh, everybody sung. Okay. And so we had about five groups in one family. Family? Yeah, different yeah. age groups, man. And it was just a joy uh, to just, you know, share with them guys, man. And we we harmonized. We didn't have any instruments. We didn't grow up singing the music. Whoa. So you had to really know your note. Yeah. And uh, had to really make sure you was on it. So who was making sure y'all was on it? My uncle. Ah, yeah, yeah. For a good while, he made sure we were straight until we got a little older, and um and, and could could do it ourselves, and we knew what we were doing. But but yeah, we've been singing, man, forever.
0: Yeah. But yeah. the rehearsals tough.
1: They were because it it wasn't like a Joe Jackson type of deal, but. <laughs> <laughs> he was, but he was pretty stern, yeah. You know, and there was no nonsense, no plan. We had to just come in, but we loved it though, mm-hmm. because we loved each other and we loved being around one another. So for us, man, it was it was just like a you know kids who play video games with their yeah. friends. We, we enjoyed singing with each other.
0: So how old were you at this time?
1: At this time, I probably was like seven or eight.
0: Maybe. Okay, so yeah. you're in your first group. At seven or eight,
1: yeah, it was called the Three M's: Maurice, Mario, and Marlon.
0: Wow! And then we
1: brought in another cousin. His name was AJ, and uh, and they start calling us AJ and Three M's. So everybody thought <laughs> I was AJ because I always led the group. The songs. <laughs> They'd be like, "Hey, AJ," I'm like, "Nah, I'm Maurice," you know? <laughs> yeah. So it was. It, that, that's how it was. So
0: did y'all? Did y'all ever change y'all name as y'all kept singing?
1: No. That was it.
0: <laughs> okay, so what was the next group after that?
1: Uh, the next group after that, my cousins tried to persuade me to do uh, some R and B, right? Ooh.
2: and they
1: called the name Persuasion. Okay, but I was like, nah, you know that ain't that ain't my thing. They're like, come on, man, let's just. I'm like, no.
0: Was it the I, same cousins?
1: Same cousins. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: got but you. But I'm
1: like, nah, I know I want to sing for the Lord, period. Hands down, no questions asked, nothing else to do. This is it for me, you know? Yeah. And so that's that's what I did, man. And so um, pretty much after that, um, the next official group that I can say I was with is Maurice Jansen on a cord. Okay. I've... Uh, you know, help others out, but I was never a group member.
0: Okay, okay. So, in between persuasion and starting Maurice Yancey and One Accord, what was going on?
1: Life, man. Um, I went on a journey. Okay. Um, um, because of some things that I allowed myself to get involved in. Yes, sir. I had to go and and. Um, and pay consequences for them.
0: Yeah. you know.
1: But it was in that moment that uh, God began to show me what I'm seeing now. Yeah. And uh, I always knew that I literally knew I would be doing what I'm doing now. So it's really no surprise to me, as it may be to some. Uh, but uh, I had to go to a place where God could really work on me and deal with me so I can handle right now.
0: Okay, so let's talk about it. I know what you're referring to, so mm-hmm. we don't have to say it directly. It's fine though. Say it then. Let people know what you're saying.
1: I went to the penitentiary.
0: Yes, sir. So I
1: right. served two and a half years. I was I got actually got sentenced to 35 years, and uh, suspended all but two and a half for my first offense. Never been in trouble a day in my life for anything. Jeez. But caught up with the wrong crowd at the wrong time, and this what I had to face. Yeah. And so being in that moment where, you know, I'm a church boy. Yeah. You know man. what I'm saying? Um, I, I I knew how to move around and maneuver in the streets, but at heart, I, I love the Lord. Yeah. Even in my mess, I was going to church. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm into things on Saturday night, but Sunday <laughs> morning, I'm going to church. You <laughs> yes know what I'm saying? Sir. Because that was just. It's, it's, it's been in me. You yes, feel what sir. I'm saying? And so, but uh, I still had to go serve that time, man. Uh, my folks that got me a good lawyer thought I would get off because I'm of, yeah. like my first offense, never been in trouble. But man, they, 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 they to me, they stuck it to me. Yes, you sir. know what I'm saying? And so, um, but in that moment, man, the Lord dealt with me in such a way that really prepared me for my future. Yes, sir. You know, I didn't have uh, no one around to really... Uh, you know, be a crutch. Yeah, uh, man. of course, my family was there. They visited. They wrote things of that nature. But I, it was almost like I had to be in this moment with just me and God.
2: Yeah. And so
1: He made it so. And you know, many people talk about um, going to places like that, and they talk about jailhouse religion, and people do those things to help them through their bead Is what people yeah, call it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, this was really a life uh, transformation moment for me yes, sir. because what I've heard all of my life what i've been preached to all of my life now i had to try for myself yes sir and yes, sir. so many times with our kids we raising them up and we're holding their hands but it's not until they have a moment or encounter with god themselves that they can really see what's been said to them
0: yeah all along
1: all along yeah
0: so what was that process like and what did you learn how did your relationship with god grow in that time
1: well, I began to truly take him at his word. And reading the Bible uh, was just like him speaking to me in an audible voice. Yes, even sir. Even though I couldn't necessarily physically mm-hmm. hear him like I'm hearing you. But reading his word was just like, you know, he's he's talking to me. So much so that, man, you know, I cried. Yeah. When I saw what I was doing. And the road that I was on and what really could have happened if I had stayed on that road,
2: yeah.
1: I cried like, Lord, thank you for having mercy on me. Thank you for looking beyond my faults, man, and still seeing me
2: yeah. as an opportunity,
1: man, to fulfill purpose. Yes. You know, and that that encounter, man, I would never, ever forget it, you know, yeah. because it changed my life for, for the better. And That's so, fair. um, but it was in that moment that I began to trust him more. I began to... Uh, developed my own personal relationship with him and how the music even um, had an effect on me. You know, we were there and we could uh, buy CDs from commissary. Okay. So not only could we, you know, get food or whatever, we could we could buy uh, music. Yeah. You know, they had a music store and all that stuff, man. And I would be buying a Keith Wonderboy, <laughs> the Canton Spirituals, uh, Lee Williams, yeah. you know, Daryl McFadden. <laughs> I still got them CDs. In my, in a box in my closet right now from when they, when I had, when I was away. Whoa. Those, those CDs, man, amongst some others, truly ministered to me, Yeah, you know, um, and, and they truly, truly blessed me. One in particular, uh, Keith Wonderboy had a song that says, uh, somehow he takes us through it all. And I think Ray Braswell and a few yeah, others on that track, man. And I was like, yo, this here is speaking to me <laughs> yes. because I mean, somehow he's doing this. Yeah. I mean, cause in my own strength, man, I, it's no way I could have done that.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm in a foreign land. I mean, this ain't the, the type of crowd I hang with. You know yeah. yeah. what I'm saying? But I'm forced to live here yes. for the next two and a half years and get through it. And, and uh, the Lord, he, he took me through um, by his grace. Somehow he done it for me. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that, that led me to just wanting to uh, sell out for him all the way, all the way, even the more man. And then in particular, I remember seeing uh, Keith Wonderboy, uh, on Bobby Jones. Because so you watching
0: Bobby Jones in there too? We watching too?
1: Bobby Jones. We got our own little TV in there, <laughs> okay. you know. And so uh, I was fortunate to buy my own little TV and set yeah. up in my own little space. And yeah, yeah we watching Bobby Jones, man. So I, other
0: people were watching with you?
1: Yeah, in, in the day room, uh, they have it on on Sundays. Yeah. But at this time, I'm actually in the penitentiary show uh, if you could afford it, you had your own little, your bump with your own TV, where you can watch what you want with your headphones.
0: Okay, yes, so sir. So that's
1: what I'm doing at this time. And I'm seeing, you know, uh, Keith Wonderboy go go crazy <laughs> on there amongst <laughs> yeah. others. And I was like, and the Lord spoke to me in that moment. He said, man, if you be faithful to uh, what I've called you to do, not perfect, but faithful, Yes, sir. There's, a, there's a big difference. You know, if you just be faithful to it, man, and 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 stay stay focused, he said. Man, I'll take you places uh, that you could only dream or imagine, and he said it's gonna be me that's going to do it. Uh, yes, not, no one else will be able to get the glory uh, out of out of what I'm going to do in your life, and so that's 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 how I've made it this far. And sometimes I've gotten sidetracked pulling on people, and yeah. you're thinking because you're. You, you're connected to the right people it's gonna work but, but God shows me every time no 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 what I got for you no one else can get the glory yeah he'll 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 not necessarily uh destroy the relationship but he'll allow the relationship to go in different directions so truly can't no one get glory
0: yeah because sometimes sometimes when people help you they make it known that they helped you mm-hmm. and some people can like. They'll all they'll almost go as far as to say they made you.
1: Man, what? <laughs> it wouldn't have happened unless I did. Or it didn't start happening until I did. Yeah. But i all I always bring them back and say, hold it. Yeah. This is God. Yeah. This man. is all God. He may have used you as a vehicle. Yes. Or an instrument for his purpose to be fulfilled. But it all goes back to him.
0: Yeah. yeah. So one more question about the penitentiary. When you did get out earlier than your sentence, what was your response?
1: Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank so you, you were Jesus.
0: expecting to do the full time?
1: No, 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 no. Okay. They they suspend all of it other uh, other than what I done. They suspend okay. all of it. Yeah. So I knew it was gonna be uh somewhere around like two year two two years, but I went back for Something, man. They threw another six months on it. And I said, man. So it ended up being two and a half years. Okay. When it was all said and done. But
0: when like, it was over, you were.
1: Oh man, it's I ain't ever <laughs> got a reason to go back in yes. there. You know, I'm like I didn't leave anything yes. in there. I'm good. You know. Did so, you
0: write any songs while you were in? There?
1: Did I? Let's go. Yeah. Did I, man? And actually, uh, the whole journey of my initial CD, which was entitled "Just the Beginning." was derived from the experience of prison uh, to actually laying that out.
0: Yeah. And I I remember, though, because I remember, I think it was, I think I played on a couple of songs, but Sorry.
1: Sorry. (laughs) That was one. That was one that was inspired by, that was a real life situation. You know, you go look for a job.
0: Coming out, yeah.
1: I got you. For a job, they won't give to you. You go apply for a place to stay, they won't let you stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is a struggling man supposed to do? Yeah, you know. But I gave it to the Lord and And left left it right there. there. Yes, He took the load that I could not bear. (laughs) You know, and so all of those things were uh, were real life issues. Yeah, that I just happened to put on paper to a melody, man, and and, uh, that's how we how we got here.
0: Yeah. So once you put that first album out. So hold on, before that, did you like establish the group? Like once you got out, that's when you were like, okay, I'm going to start the group.
1: Yeah, when I got out, man, I think maybe the, well, I wasn't looking necessarily for a group. I just knew I was going to be singing. Okay. So the group came a little later on. So okay. what happened, I uh, got out maybe maybe a week or two after I was released, uh, my father Live not too far from a record store, which maybe had been about a mile or two miles away. Okay. I walked wow. to the record store, and I found an instrumental. Wow. Uh, I think it was Come Ye disconsolated by yeah.
0: Ted.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I wrote this song called Choose God's Way to that instrumental. Wow. Went to the studio, paid for some studio time, and uh, laid that song down to their instrumental. didn't know that I was breaking the law. Yeah. asked them to
3: use their music. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: I wrote the song, uh, recorded the song, and uh, they gave me an instrumental version of my song, and I had uh, the full song, and I would go to different churches, and I would sing wow. that song.
0: So did you have any pushback with being invited to certain places?
1: No, 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 not not at all, man, not at all. And then also to add to that, uh, my relationship with Reggie, I knew him prior to going in. shout out
0: to Reggie. You know, because we
1: actually, he had a group called uh, Divine that I sung with a couple times. And so we knew one another. We were really cool. And I knew he played. And so I would call him sometime and let him know that I have a... um, song and yeah. so he would say man just come over to the house man let's put it together he would put music to it yeah and uh and and i went from there man i yeah. went from there so i would go around with a track and sing quartet music <laughs> so
0: then how did the group how did the group form
1: it formed after people started catching on there's something about this this guy where he come from yeah. because i had been around all the time but i was in the background yeah. In that market, even in our community. Yeah. You know, because again, uh, the way we grew up and the way we've done, we didn't sing at the typical uh, quartet concerts in our community. We did like more like church events. Yeah. You know, stuff like that, choir events, stuff like that. But as far as like the concerts, that many of us grew up on. Yeah. We weren't on those concerts. I like got that.
0: you. So you were uh, brand new to the quartet community. So in a to speak. in a sense. In yeah. a sense.
1: We done uh a few anniversaries of this group um that sung maybe sixty years in our area. And we were doing those anniversaries when we were young. Okay. Young, young. And they was like, who is these young guys? So then when they kinda start putting
2: two doing and two, two together, together, they were
1: like, Oh, that's you. <laughs> you know? And so uh yeah, I I done that man. I would go around with my track singing. So I knew Reggie. I knew uh a few other other guys which were family members of his. Yeah. And um, they started playing. They said, Man, we're gonna play. And so it was called then uh Maurice, Yancey and Friends.
0: Okay, Because I was yeah. being
1: invited just by just by Maurice Yancey, yeah. right? Yeah. And so um I said, Well man, they, they said we're gonna we're gonna come rock with you, you yeah. know. So it was Maurice, Yancey and Friends. We went with that for a little bit. And it was doing well. It was catching on, right? Yeah. And so um, they said, "Well, man, let's let's just do this for real." So I was like, uh, "I don't want to say super spiritual, but I was so heavy into my relationship with God at that point." Like you know, I said, "Lord, whatever I'm doing, Your hands got to be in it."
2: Yeah. And I wanted
1: to reflect back to You. Yeah. So one accord came from uh, the premise of. Um, uh, in, in, in Acts yeah. where they all came together on yes. one accord and the Holy Ghost fell on everyone in the room, filled the room, you know. Yeah. And so that's where one accord came from. I felt like that if we all remain together on one accord, keeping this the main thing, keeping God at the center of it, he'll bless it.
0: Yeah, man. You know? So
1: that's how it came about.
0: So y'all do the first CD. How, how long were y'all together? As One Accord, before y'all put the album out?
1: Oh, we was working the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, before One Accord really hit, we was uh, working. And and the the, uh, interesting thing about it is guys that were helping were a part of other groups. Yeah. So, you know, you had an established group, which are friends of mine. Pastor Mills is my guy.
2: Yeah. And
1: uh, so Reggie was a part of the Virginia Airs. Yeah. Ron was uh, coming around that time because I actually started recording first at Ron's studio in his kitchen. Yeah, shout out Ron. <laughs> yeah, so he was with the Brothers in Christ. Yes, sir. You know, and so uh, so those guys were kind of like, you know, back and forth kind of helping, but I was still stuck on the main thing what I was doing here. Yeah. And so uh, when that CD was actually released, uh, you see on the cover, it's just me, Ron, uh, this guy named uh, James McMichael,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Ray and Ryo,
3: mm-hmm.
1: which uh, the only ones that sung on that cover was really me and Ron and James. The other <laughs> two played guitar. Yeah. And so uh, it it was very interesting, man. Yeah. It was very interesting, but it is it's the journey.
0: Yeah. So after that album comes out. Are y'all getting more recognition from different places?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That, that record there, once we released that and uh, shown people that you were serious about what you're doing, uh, the songs had meaning. They touched people because they came from a real place. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, you, I really sung out of pain and sung out of uh, experience of what it really was. So it wasn't just like you write me a song and I sing it because it sound good, but it's conveyed different when you actually live it.
0: Yeah, man. Even if
1: it don't sound the best, it still just perceived different because yeah. of where it come from, you know. And that's what that that song really done for me. Yeah, you know, uh, it it allowed people to just see this guy, you know, has has been through something. Yes, sir. It, it comes through the music. Yes, sir. And so uh, we went to the GMWA 2009. I never forget it. The group was formed in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to the GMWA in 2009, and uh, they had used to call it the Quartet Quest. Okay. And so they would have groups to come in and sing and, and do that thing, and then they'll vote who's number one.
0: Yeah. And the number
1: one uh, winner gets to go to sing on the main night.
0: Yeah, it was on
1: Thursday night or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And so our first time around, going, we won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that kind of like yeah. started opening the door. Who was this young dude? Yeah. you know where where they come from. Yes. And so uh, the guys kind of saw uh, how we were moving and where we were going, and so you know everybody started taking it a lot more serious, and we just yeah. kept it kept it going.
0: What was the next release after that first album?
1: The next release was Not Your Ordinary, which is where Sorry was redone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with with you. Uh, We had done a live recording with um, Humility Music Group, Mm -hmm. which I was signed to them for a bit. That's the same label that uh, the Gospel Legend and Blessed by Four were on, and we all did a— uh, live recorded in Alabama Yeah Yeah But it was never Never released And so We ended up just doing uh The studio project Yeah And uh, to those same songs and, and that was the next one That was released
0: Is that what Promise i Tell It was on? Mm-mm What was on that one? Uh,
1: Those were some of the same songs That was on just the beginning so Okay we, I got you yeah, I follow you Yeah
0: So cause y'all were gonna do A live version of them In uh, Alabama that, There you go did that go well, or it was just? It was it was good.
1: Uh, it was actually it it was great. Um, and to this day, some of the uh, producers that were on it was like, you know, what happened? You know, we don't know why we didn't move forward yeah. forward with it. Um, but due to whatever, we didn't.
0: And was that discouraging to you, or you were cool? I was cool
1: because yeah, again, God already told me. Yeah. I'm holding on to that.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. so I, I preached a sermon a couple of weeks ago uh, to my church, and one of the nuggets that stuck out was uh, even though you go through things, you can't hold on to what you feel. You got to don't give in to what you feel, but hold on to what you know.
0: Ooh, don't give in to what you feel, hold on to what you know.
1: There you go. Cause, yes, cause sir. You, you're going to always feel different things, and feelings will have you up, they'll have you down, have you sad, have you happy. But what you know but is what, what you, you know. what you know is what you know. <laughs> Yeah, so 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 even though it it made me feel a certain type of way, I knew what I knew.
0: Yes, you sir. Know, and I stayed true to it. Yes, sir. So then after that release, what was next?
1: The next one was uh, Sentiments of My Heart, which came out in two thousand eighteen. Okay, and that that's the one that had Promise I'd Tell It On.
0: Okay, it. and where how did that because that song go crazy? <laughs> how where did that song come from? Promise i Tell It.
1: Yeah, uh, we was doing something. Uh, we we made a Christmas CD. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And uh we had a few songs on it, but uh Promise I Tell It was on it. Uh, because Promise I Tell It is Go Tell It On the Mountain, right? It's Go Tell It On the Mountain, man. <laughs> so what happened? That's what we did. We we it was like go tell it on the mountain and uh like I said, a few other Christmas popular Christmas carols yeah. that was out. Yeah and we done that, but we did it at a a concert during the Christmas holiday time. Yeah. And they like, okay.
0: So who put the who put the vamp on there? Whose idea uh, was
1: it? I can't necessarily <laughs> remember. I, I gotta give everybody credit because yeah. at that time we all pretty much worked together. We vibe and we kinda uh just went off of one another. Yeah. You know, in that moment it was really Reggie and I uh and more than most. And then uh Steve and, yeah. and, and around that time. Yeah. Uh no, Ron was still on board too mm-hmm. at that time. Um, and so so yeah, so we we just kind of vibed off each other and the song just kept progressing <laughs> as we went on. We just keep adding stuff and seeing what worked and what don't work and and that's, that's when how you it got hit. it. And so people started asking, Hey, yeah, what's that song y'all be singing go tell it? You know, we say Promise I, I Tell, tell it. it, yeah. And uh who would have known a Christmas Carol? <laughs> would have became, you know,
0: yeah.
1: one of our yeah, it's
0: like, uh, it's like, songs. Yes, it's like. Y'all can't go nowhere without saying no. to the point now, you would just sing the vamp. You that's just it skip that's the it. whole song. Cause that's
1: the part they love. The doo do. You know what I mean? And uh they want you to yes. holler one time and, and and drive it on out. Yeah. But uh yeah, man, so that really became a big deal for us. And um and so from that point, uh, we decided to record another album and um and and that was the featured pretty much song on
0: that. So the next thing I want to talk about is the group members changing. What was that process like? Um
1: okay, I've always had a group of guys that were Uh, interchangeable, if you will. Okay. Yes, sir. So the face of of NY1A uh, didn't change too much because even though some would take a break, some had other things going on, for the most part, you still had certain pieces.
0: So that's a good point, Maurice, because there's a difference in personnel changes because of issues mm-hmm. and personnel changes because like we all rock with my reason when we can be there we there, mm-hmm. when we can't we ain't right, right. and we all boys right right and that's the kind of vibe i right, get from what right. you're saying
1: and that's what it's always been <laughs> you know um because i'm a no-nonsense individual not into toxic situations yes, i cut sir. that off at the head um and and, and initially and even still now but it wasn't just ran as a group. It was ran as a ministry.
0: Yes, sir. You know, so yes, sir. Uh, So
1: it, it, it wasn't just coming together because we can sing, we're going to sing. But we really treated it as we were working for the Lord, and, and we it was ministry-driven. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? And so, uh, like any group, though, you of course you'll have, you know, your squabbles or whatever. Yeah. Ain't nobody perfect. Right. But, you know, it's not to a point where I can call any one of them today. If yeah, I that's them, good.
0: They'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a certain song that I really like. Um, I think it's called Keep My Mind. Yeah. yeah. Was that on the that's, third album? That's on the third album. What's the name of the third album? Uh, Sentiments of My Heart. Right. So, where did that song come from, man? Originally, it came from
1: Steven Griffin, That the melody. Shout out. Yeah, Stephen Griffin. Steve, Steve I love Griffin. that dude, man. I remember like it was yesterday. We was at the park. Uh, at a concert out at the park we wasn't on the concert but we was that we was there and he came to me he said man i got this tune in my head it won't go nowhere it just you know he started humming it mm-hmm. and uh he just said keep my mind and so um when i'm really focused on something i can really sit down and put it together yeah you know and so that's what happened he gave me the melody of it um and, and keep my mind was just the thing that kept, you know. Yeah. And so uh, as we were riding one day, me and him was riding one day. Matter of fact, I think we were going to a concert in Carolina. We had to sing on. Yeah. And I wrote that song right there in the car.
0: The rest of the what? words to it. Like yeah. it, the indie traveling Yes, sir. Yes, Yo, sir. that song, it reminds me of like a young Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> That's the vibe it give me. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yo, so. And the thing, the thing about that song that I like is the fact that, um, whether you meant for it to be or not, mental health is so important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I heard, like when the first time I heard that song, that's what came to me. Like life is crazy. Yeah, Like things are happening every day
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and, um, it's one thing to tell people to pray about it mm-hmm. and it's another thing to be in a mental place that's stable enough to handle mm-hmm. what life is bringing to you right so like that song hit yeah, yeah. man did yeah. you have did it did it occur to you in that way like a mental health type of thing? um uh, not really. Uh,
1: for me, it was more or less like life is becoming too much. Yeah. And God, if you don't keep my mind, yeah. I may lose it.
2: Yeah. Because many
1: of us can be in a sound mind, but life can lead you to a place where you snap. Yeah. Facts. You know, and not necessarily be just dealing with uh, mental issues. You could be sane as you want to be, but yeah. the wrong situation yeah. can make you just lose it. And so yeah, you're like, man. Lord, you got to keep me. And it it, it reminds me of the scripture where he says in Isaiah that uh, he'll keep you in perfect perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. So what that says is any of us are split second from losing it if you don't have him as the focus point.
0: Yeah, man. Was there any other song from that album, that particular album that stood out to you?
1: Uh, Of course, um, Help was Mm -hmm. another one that was good. Overwhelming was good. Cash It Cares. I I just recently uh, just listened to that album, maybe last week. Okay. Because I really don't like to listen to myself, like, talking about it. Boy, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, um, after we put it out and it was out and, you know, I really haven't paid much attention to it since, but... Mm here recently, man, I, I kind of put it on, took a ride. I'm just like, wow, this is really. It's
0: really good. It's
1: good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, and all the songs, man, have a message. And so um, I strive to, to let that be important, not to get so caught up yeah. in the music, but the message. Yes, sir. Uh, because as singers, man, that's the most important piece of the project is the message. You can have yeah. great music, but if have, you don't have a message, what do you have?
0: Yeah, it's just good music and <laughs> good singing. Yeah, And um, crazy thing is, I was just talking to Ant about that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can have a song with great singing and great production, but the song is the thing that changes lives. Yes, sir. So the fact that you're saying that is funny. The next thing I'm thinking about is, because I who's on the cover of that album?
1: Uh, it's myself, my cousin Brandon. Shout out Brandon, yeah. uh, Reggie. Yeah. Uh, Shy. Yeah. And Josh.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And who produced that album? Uh, actually, we all had a hand in it. Yeah. Um, we all kind of worked together on that, but I would, I would give a lot of credit for pretty much spearheading it
2: yeah and
1: uh bringing it all together yes because how it worked we were a, a great unit man and yeah. myself steve and reggie all had y'all
0: it. are all of them. it's like a production team almost. that's what and it Aunt was. just was kind of the yeah, one that was driving that it. That,
1: that that you know yeah. brought it all together yeah and uh i really appreciate that guy man because uh and the lord has truly blessed him yeah. even more so in this season but uh he, as you just said, you know, Steve Style, Reggie Style, put together my thoughts, ideas. Yeah. he brought it all together, man, and and, and together it's become something great. He-
3: My burdens. One minute they there, the next day they're All gone. The All, All the way. All the way. He, he took he my took too. my,
2: my Burdens Bird away.
0: How did you meet Anthony? Anthony Roberts, y'all. If y'all haven't seen it, y'all go check out his episode. But yeah. Yeah, How, my guy.
1: He done a great job, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I knew him back in the day. His father and I were, were, were pretty close. Yeah. And uh, I knew Ant from playing back in the day, man we used to play for the harmonizing uh harmonies of Ivor. Okay. You know, so I used to remember him men on the drums doing yeah, his thing. And, yeah. you know, we never really uh became anything other than just cordial individuals meeting one going past each other. But uh I think later on um after that first project, I want to say, or yeah, the first project he heard, he said, uh, he asked his father, man, like, who who, who these cats? Where did they come from? <laughs> yeah, and He said, man, oh, that's such as, you don't know them, you know, blah, blah, blah. He said, well, I really don't remember, you know, like that, because we really didn't have a whole lot of contact with each other yeah. back then. But um, I think when his father uh, transitioned and he called us to come and be a part of a concert he was doing, that brought it together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: remember. And matter of fact, he played for me that night.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It was right here in Rocky Mountain, <laughs> actually. Yeah. yeah. And um, we came. I said, sure, man, we'll be there. We'll do it. And uh, he said, man, bro, you ever need me, man, just just give me a holler. And yeah. so we contacted, stayed in touch, and it just have grown into this amazing friendship and brother.
0: Yeah, and he said something on his episode that, that I thought was important. He's like, you're almost like his spiritual counsel in a way. Mm. Have you found yourself in a position where pastoralship has bled over into the quartet thing? As far as like relationships you have with your homies?
1: Yeah, uh, in, in a great sense, I believe it. Because yeah. uh, you only can be true to who you are in that sense. And it's not just a hat you wear. But it is an identity. Yes, sir. You feel what I'm saying? And so, uh, I think once you develop a relationship with a person and they see you in those, see you in that capacity, you know, in certain times they'll lean back yeah. to it, you know. When I got somebody, a trusted person I can talk to who's yeah, gonna give it to me. Yeah. You know, and so that's that's what it has become. Um he he gets a joy out of saying that uh you know, this 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 is my brother. He ain't gonna, you know, whatever, whatever. He he knows he can be himself around me. Yeah. he don't have to to put on as you may do in front of others, but he yes. can really be who he is. There's yeah, no man. judgment between none of uh, each other, but there's a, a mutual respect.
0: Yes, sir. And
1: that uh, he respects the call on my life, man, and and, uh, and vice versa. And so, you know, it's just easy to be who he need me to be in that moment. Yeah, that's for beautiful, him. man. Yeah.
0: The next thing I wanted to ask you is. When did the pastor arrive?
1: Uh I I like to say um it's is is laid dormant forever. Always there? Always there. My my father, and shout out to my dad. Yeah. And my mom, you know. Um, but my dad, I believe a man uh has a great effect on his children. Fathers Can um, the Bible say you can speak those things that are not as though they were and they will come to pass. My father, all of my life, have always told me who I am today. Wow. All of my life. Wow. You're going to preach. You're going to sing. Wow. You're this, you're that, all of that. So as a young kid just hearing this, "Mm mm-hmm. It's always been in the back of my mind. So even when I would go and do things I had no business, I would come back to what I knew because it's what I've yeah. always heard. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And so preaching, I knew I was going to eventually do it. You know, yeah. I would be doing it around the house and spoke at a few youth day <laughs> events. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I knew one day it would happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was in that dark moment, that incarcerated moment, yeah. in my prison moment, that it all came back to me. Yes, sir. And I saw it. Uh I saw what he was saying back then, you know, beginning to come to the forefront.
0: And, and how did it come to fruition?
1: Uh, it came because, uh, and even with starting a, a ministry, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I was with my father at the church he had pastored for sixteen years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was licensed there, ordained there. I'm I'm not a fly by night preacher that was singing quartet and they said, you know, I'm going to go start a church and start preaching. Yeah. as some would think, but I yes. really went about it the right way. You know, I come from something. Um, I was there with him, uh, supporting him in ministry, helping him in ministry um, all the way up to the point to becoming his assistant pastor
0: Wow, okay. at the
1: church, you know, started as a youth pastor there. And, um, you know, God was speaking to me, man, you know, about, about starting a ministry, yes, sir. But I'm already doing NY1A, so <laughs> I'm like, man, I no, you know, he like, man, no, it's it's on you, you know, yes. you need to do this, even to the point where I remember sitting in one of uh, uh, one of my friend's uh, church, went to go visit him one Sunday, yeah, September the 30th, 2018. Uh-huh. I was sitting in his church, and his message spoke to me with volumes to the point where that's where. Um, the name of my church came from Wow. because the sermon he was preaching, God spoke to me in that moment and said, this is the name of the church. That was in 2000. So you went from,
0: man, I don't, this pastor thing. I don't know. Then you I go in know. there and then you give you the name of the church. Come <laughs> give
1: you the name because I'm, you know, we're traveling. So I'm like, well, Lord, how do I even have the time, you know, to do this and be committed because I don't want to be one of them guys that are all over the place. I want to be committed to where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And there is a balance, not saying that you can't, because by the grace of God, I'm able to do it now. But, you know, I wanted to be all in. And I'm like, no, this just ain't the right time. So the pandemic happened. So 2018, he gave me the name of the church. He've already shown me that, look, this is what you're supposed to be doing. But my father and I had a plan. The initial plan was to succeed him at the church where I was assistant pastor at. Yeah, You know, because he's like, I'm getting ready to retire, man. I'm going shift things over and you're going to be, be here. Right. And so, but I still got this in the back of my mind that I'm supposed to start a church. Oh, yes, sir. But I'm also trying to uh, bring to pass what him and I talked about. So,
0: so you ain't quite just said, well, dad, I think. I'm to...
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's like, man, well, you know, you could do this here because starting a ministry is, is certainly not anything I would suggest or, recommend to anybody who have not heard from God for real. Yeah. Cuz it's not a game.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not it's not something just to do, you know, it's it's serious. Yeah. Business, man. And so I'm like I don't I don't know. And so he him knowing that, he like, "Man, why would you do that when you know you we got this right here, you yeah. know?" And uh 2 years later, the pandemic started. And uh I'm still helping and assisting yeah. and doing and and to a point where God said, man, look, the time is now. I'm like in a pandemic. Mm. People are closing their doors. Churches are shutting down. What you mean? <laughs> Start a church with what? <laughs> yeah. So now, you know, uh, uh, bookings for church, I mean, for concerts are not happening. Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of like, what's your excuse now? Yeah. Cause I made that as an excuse for so for so long. Yeah. Well, I can't do. I'm doing. He said. So, what's your excuse now? Woo! So, it 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 just it it put me in a position where I had to really set and submit and listen. And when I said yes, it's one of the best decisions, man. Yes, sir. That I I could have ever made. Not yes, saying sir. that everything is all well all the time, but I know I'm in the place I'm supposed to be.
0: Yes, sir. You know. And
1: so I went to my father. Had a a heart-to-heart and said, man, I know what we wanted. I know what we had planned, but this is what the Lord said. And I don't even think in that moment it was clear to him what I was saying. Like he heard me. Yeah. And he felt me because I'm his son, but he's like, okay. Okay. But the Lord have shown. And he come back to me and said, now, son, there had to be the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Because what you're doing, I'm just so... Proud of. Yeah, that's yeah. that's
0: that's and that's a good thing as a son to hear from a father.
1: Oh man. Yes, it is. I'm telling you, fathers make their children.
0: Yeah. People
1: don't believe that, man, but fathers are important. Yes. Mothers are nurturers, man, but fathers, man, can can lead them to where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Think about it in this sense. Jesus was who he was because of God the Father.
0: Yeah, man. He
1: gave him his assignment. So it goes back to what I said about my dad. You're gonna preach and you're gonna sing. Yeah. That's my assignment. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, sir. God sent Jesus on an assignment. You're going to save the world. Yeah. You're gonna to have to do this. Yeah. And Jesus got upset sometime because he's like, Man, I don't know. <laughs> One day he said, Lord, not my will, but th- If th- if it be thy will, Lord, you take this cup from yeah, me. Because it's too much. I don't wanna do this. <laughs> but then he said, Not my will, thy will be done. Yeah. So my father said, Son, you're gonna do this because I and I believe the Lord was using him in that moment to call me into yes. what I'm doing. Not so much it was, I want you to go play football. and yeah. But no, he he pointed me into purpose Ooh, because we don't know.
0: We have no clue. Yeah, we really don't, we don't know. We don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh,
1: God used a man uh, to to direct me into where I am now. So getting back to, to what I was saying, uh, September 15, 2020, I actually – uh, launched the ministry, yeah, uh, virtually as the world was uh, in the cyber sanctuary, as we call it yeah. now. The virtual, all the doors were closed. Everybody was at home, and uh, God said, "This is the time to start it now." And so that's what happened, man.
0: Woo! So you started church in the middle of a pandemic. No building, no nothing. No
1: building, no members. Woo! (laughs) No nothing. Just a word from the Lord.
0: Wow. So were you getting up there like once a week or how were you doing? Yeah, once
1: a week. So I started on a Tuesday night Mm -hmm. at 7 p.m. and uh, I was using one of my friends' uh, banquet hall. Mm -hmm. So we would go there and pre record on Monday night Mm -hmm. and then on Tuesday we would air it. Yeah. And so that went on up until uh, April April fourth. Uh well, fast forward, uh, well, back up, let me rewind. We was doing that every Tuesday night. And uh when we started to get a little comfortable, I started inviting other guests to come in and be it. To the banquet hall. To the banquet hall. Okay. Uh and it was prophesied to me uh in one of those services, uh the guy the guy was using This uh, young man who's now a pastor now himself. Yeah. But he was using him in a way and spoke to me and said, you know what? God wants you to have your own. He wants you to have your own. He said, within the next 90 days, uh, God is going to give you some keys. It won't be a stress. It won't be a strain. And um, you're going to have your own place where you can go and worship and build and grow. Right? So I took him at his his word. Yeah. I really believe that God was speaking to him. And, uh, and 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 matter of fact, this was in uh, 2021, I think, in January. Mm-hmm. And so he said 90 days, right? Mm-hmm. I think it happened within 17. Woo! So what I did with that word, I went out and started to seek. Many of us don't get what have been spoken, not because the word was wrong, but we don't believe it. Mm. So I'm like, well, if he says... If this is going to happen within 90 days, I need to start looking. Yeah. Because they just going to come to me. Yeah. Let me go search. Let me seek. Let me find out what's going on. So I would go out there, look at vacant buildings and write it down, write the number down, call. And I happened to be on the phone with one of my cousins at the time, and I told him what I was doing. He said, man, I know a pastor who just bought another building and needs somebody to come occupy the building he's in. Yo, that's crazy. (laughs) Brother, I met with the pastor, told him what I had going on, and uh, he put the keys in my hand without me even giving him $1. What? (laughs) But listen, when he told me how much the building was a month to to rent, I was like, I don't know. I said, yeah, that's quite a bit. But I'ma believe God.
3: Yeah. No
1: members, no tithers. (laughs) Yeah. But I'ma believe God. Yeah. The word was spoken. I'ma believe God. Yeah. And he probably looking at man, you think you're gonna be able to handle this every month? Yeah. With no with nobody, you know? And uh I said, yeah, I'm gonna believe God. And so I went in there, my wife, my mom, uh family came in, and it was so it was such a blessing. That we didn't have to go into a building... Uh, where you literally had to build everything from the ground up Everything was already put in place You had to make it yours yeah. So for this kind of example It was just like you buying a home that's already been built yeah. Everything is in place but you got to make it your home Yeah. And so that's what we did We got in there and got to painting and decorating And doing things to make it yeah. Place of Redemption Church Yeah. But we went in on April the 4th Which was Resurrection Sunday That particular year Yeah. And held our first Sunday service And we've been going ever since Wow. yeah and and that day uh my wife my kids my mom and another family joined uh that particular day yeah and god have just been growing it man yes
0: so once you start pastoring how are you balancing that with the group
1: pastoring is priority mm. i look at it like this ny1a is this year is 15 years old okay uh, place of redemption in September will be three years as a founder, right? Um, so I look at it like having a 15-year-old and a three-year-old. The 15-year-old going to always need your guidance, going to always need your love, and always need the same support. But this three-year-old needs me in a way that the 15-year-old don't. Yes. So my priority is to... Yeah, man, that's good, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, both of them are just as important. Yeah. Both of them have their place. But there's a season where I have to give this three-year-old yeah. some attention yeah. that, that, that the 15-year-old have gotten. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And 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 they're doing okay. Mm-hmm. You know, not that they have arrived and they don't yeah. need you, but they're okay. Yes. You know?
0: So you just schedule, like, the concerts According to making sure
1: the three year old is fine, you know I, I got to be there for that, <laughs> yes, you know, sir. Because it's, it's growing, and these at this age it needs you like never before, yes. Because these are uh, fundamental and and the foundation, you yeah, know what I'm saying. Man. And so you you have to to be there to make sure it grows the right way as God will lead it, and then ultimately Jamal, um, I'm, this is this is my assignment. Yeah. Singing was my gift, but Preaching is my call, and that's what I understand. And the because trend, there's a difference. There's a big difference, and 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 people have seen me for the singer for so long. It's like the 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 call to preach or pastor is like. Well, you know, we're still trying to get used to that because we don't really know. Mm. Or was this just something you done because of? the time frame. Yeah. Or, you know, it it could be common to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, but no, this has always been the call. You know, I was just loving the gift. you And enjoying that. But no, this is where I'm supposed to be, man. So I'm all in. Yes, sir. All in, yeah.
0: Does it bother you with people who um, can only see you as a quartet lead singer? It could,
1: if that was my focus. Yes, it's more sir. or less like this: my father, and I'm not talking about my natural father, mm-hmm. but God said, "This is who I am." Yes, sir. And so, do I listen to the Lord or do I listen to people? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I tell my children, you can't, you can't stop people from saying what they want to say about you, but you're responsible for being who you are, and who you're supposed to be. Ooh. You know what I'm saying, and so, so I can't, I can't necessarily alter people's opinion or view because mm-hmm. that's what they've known, that's what mm-hmm. they've seen, but this is is who it is, yeah. You know, and, uh, and in due time, God, God will continue to show. Yeah, and they're catching on, but yeah. it's just different. You know, when I've seen you for the last fifteen years doing Singing this, with yeah, the group. yeah. Now you pass, and, and so it's like, well, man, even if I, even if I sense that you would be doing this. They're still trying to see is this really real? Yeah. Or was this something he was just doing?
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's real because when I saw when I saw you start pastoring, I didn't question it in mm-hmm. a weird way. Right. But it was interesting to see. Yeah, right, right. It's right. like, yo, Maurice is a pastor now. <laughs> yo, what? Right right, yeah. right, right. But to hear your story and to know it's a part of your fabric and has been all along mm-hmm. is dope to hear, man. Bless you, man. Because, like, um, there's different dimensions to us as people.
1: Absolutely.
0: And like you said, sometimes... People can get so used to who you were in one season Mm -hmm. that they have a hard time in the next. Yes. But I believe just like in the season of you touching lives with the group, there's another tribe Mm -hmm. that God wants to use you to speak to. Mm -hmm. And it won't necessarily connect in the same way as singing. Absolutely. Because some people need the word of God from a pastor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the fact that you would say yes to that is dope, because at this point you're saying yes to being a pastor when the group is really starting to yeah, really get hot yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. It's like as soon as y'all about to like, I right, yeah, they out here and he's yeah. like, no,
1: I'm about to pastor. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. It was like, what is going on? But I feel that there is. I thank God. He has a plan for everything. Yes, sir. And he'll use all of our gifts, Mm -hmm. you know, and not just confine us to one. Mm -hmm. Uh, He'll make room for all of it. Like all of who he made us to be, we'll be able to use. Mm -hmm. But there's just seasons and times to use them.
0: Yes. You
1: know what I'm saying? And when you prioritize, I think that I actually believe that the group probably could be further along if I had submitted and said yes sooner. Ooh. Because sometimes it's not until we're doing what we're supposed to do that yeah. he will allow us to do what we want to yes. do. So I think I wanted to sing. You feel what I'm saying?
0: And that it brings me back to what you said a minute ago. You said um when you were talking about you and your dad, you were saying like me and my dad talk, and we had a plan. And it's like God's plan trumped it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. so, so
0: to hear you say, like, I probably should have did it sooner, So like, were you in a situation where you were running for a minute? Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. Why were you running?
1: Because I was enjoying this, and yeah. the responsibility of being a pastor was just so much different than just singing. Because you've are
0: you are, you seen it, so you know mm-hmm. what it comes with.
1: I'm right there with it, watching it. <laughs> so you're like, boy, I, I ain't trying to no, do that. No, sir. No, not at all. Not at all. And yeah. then then especially, uh, we're talking about from the ground up. Yeah. Man, that, that takes a different person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it to go and manage what's have already been established is one thing, because sometimes that comes with a budget. Yeah. You at that point you're kind of dealing with personalities and trying to get people to see your vision, support your vision, and help build what you're putting out there. Yeah, what's next? But but, but to start something with no budget, no team. You know what I'm saying? It's just you in the word.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
1: That's different, man.
2: Yeah. That's
3: different.
1: You know, because everybody won't necessarily you don't know who's gonna buy into what you're doing and support it. You know, when you go to a church that's already established, people are already there. It's your job to kind of keep them. Yeah. But that you already have what you need to work. <laughs> yeah. But, man, we're talking about going to build a house with no tools.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, other than, you know, what the Lord has given you, which yeah. is the most important.
0: Yeah. But uh, but, but from yeah. a practical standpoint, it's different. Mm-hmm. I understand that completely. Yeah. What do you think, was there anything you learned while incarcerated, that helped you in the building of the ministry.
1: Staying at God's feet, because I needed Jamal. I needed God to get through that moment. Yeah. I couldn't do it in myself. Yeah, I mean, it won't. It won't a fear of people, yes sir, or fear of the environment. It's just it was being in a foreign land. I've never experienced anything like that before. And so when you're in a place that you've never experienced, dealing with people. On a 24-hour basis, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and you're having to learn how to live and deal with those type of individuals, you, you need some greater than you to do that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because if not—especially to stay on the straight and narrow and not conform mm-hmm. or not become— You need something greater than you to do that.
0: Yeah. Because if
1: not, I could have conformed easily. Yes. And became something easily.
0: Yeah. But no,
1: I stood on what I know and I trusted God through the moment. And so the same God that brought me through that, which is something I never experienced, never thought I would be in, never thought I would have to go through, uh, holding on to Him brought me out of that. So, Holding on to him and this is going to help me through this.
0: Yeah, man. Because this is a foreign land, but it ain't that one. It
1: ain't that one. So if you it brought that me through one. this, through you, you, that, yeah, I know you can bring yeah. me through this.
0: And then ultimately it's his
1: work. Yes. I'm just who he chose to use for this work at this time. Yeah, but man. But this is yours. Yeah. yeah. It don't belong to me. Woo. You know, so Lord, you got to show me how to do this. You yes, got to. You got to be who you are. I always say yes, all the time, be the God that I know you to be.
0: Woo. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's good stuff, man. So listen, after you start the church, the group is still going. Then y'all put out another single, right? That yep. wasn't too far back. What was the name of that
1: song? Uh, it's like an uptempo. I, I put out one called um, "No Longer Afraid." Yeah, I did one called "No Longer Afraid." Yeah, and uh, that did okay. Um, it, it was cool. I don't think we really put no pressure. Yeah. Behind it. It just was a good song. Yeah and it was just a time, you know. In fact, if we can be honest, my guys were like, Man, I wouldn't do it. You know, we shouldn't and I was like, Man, I'm not listening to what y'all are talking about. It's going out. You know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You yeah. know, and uh and, and we did it and it was what it was. Um after that, um, we released another one back in twenty twenty one, which was uh, almost a year after the church had started. Yeah, yeah, past The year the church had started, and it's called uh, "In the House." Yeah, and that has done really, really. That well song for go us.
0: crazy. Yeah, that's
1: done really well for us, man. Shout out to uh to Roy Roy yeah. Lassen, man, and um and he he wrote that, mm-hmm. and um he called me one day and said, man, I think I got a song that'll fit you. Yeah, you know, and I said, man, sure, let me hear. It. Let's do it. When I hear that, instantly fell in love with it. And uh, we just made it, NY1A. And yeah, became, y'all did, y'all yeah. did, y'all put that <laughs> put that thing on. Yeah, it, Yeah, so it, it became what it is, and that has been a great tune for us, man. Yeah. And so that's that, that's going pretty good.
0: Yeah. So after after releasing that song, did the group start doing more?
1: Absolutely. Well, actually, we were. Uh, Can no, this is twenty twenty one. So uh, that that song was released. So in. Between 2018,
0: uh, 2016,
1: 17, actually, I met Bishop Marvin Winans. Okay. And uh, we ended up doing his convocation. Mm -hmm. The story is too long to tell how we met and how we got led to all of that. Yeah. But um, God showed... And I found favor with him.
0: Yeah, and
1: um, and so we did his convocation in 2017. That kind of pushed some things and gave us some good momentum. Yeah, because we were always a group man that would go somewhere, do extremely well, you get a good buzz, and then you just fade off. Yeah, that's kind of been our journey. Yeah, so you kind of always stayed in the know of things and in. People knew who you were, yeah. But just the consistency of staying out here,
0: yes, sir, was
1: the whole thing, yes, sir. And so we'll get a good buzz, and we'll get to moving a little bit, and then for whatever reason,
0: you know, we'll start sliding back down. And uh, I got a question: Do you think that had anything to do with the fact that you should have been pastoring?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it it really could. It really could. Because truthfully, when I met with uh, uh, Bishop Winans uh, back in 2016 or 17 it was, mm-hmm. and I flew to Detroit mm-hmm. and I sat with him in his office because, check this out, he ended up managing my group for a year.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, people don't know that, but he <laughs> managed my group for a whole year. Yeah, that's sweet. And, uh, and so when I went to meet with him and sat with him to see – if it was even something that uh, we were going to do, I began to share with him my testimony, and my story. Yeah. And we saw then that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. But we still kept going with the, with yeah. the singing piece, man. And so, uh, again, that kind of gave us some momentum. And uh, we did this convocation, which was an international yeah. uh, conference. Convocation or whatever, man. So, and I remember saying that on Facebook. Yeah, that that was truly like he he
0: loved the group, though. Man, he
1: do, he do. (laughs) It's crazy how much he love y'all. He do, man. And so, um, that kind of led into the Promise I Tell It movement. Mm -hmm. Uh, We started doing that record in two thousand and well, we had already done the record, but we had redone it Mm -hmm. uh, in two thousand eighteen, and so that kind of started moving us. And again, we just started getting more notoriety, man, and just kind of moving, moving, moving. And then we moved a little bit, you know, quite a bit from 2018, 2020. We felt ourselves moving more. Yeah. It was becoming better. And then the pandemic came, and it was just like, bam. So then you start the church. Then we start the church. Well, actually, the accident happened with the group in 2019,
0: we got to talk about that, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. That that happened, which kind of um, it just put like a.
0: So, for those who don't know, if you don't mind, tell the story about that for people who don't know.
1: What okay, happened. 2019 October to be exact. Uh, we were in New York. I want to say a Midville, New York, uh, singing. And, um, so we went up, was not about six hours from the house. So, you know, we could make church cause them guys, most of them play on Sundays. Yeah. So we don't have to miss Sunday. We're not going to miss Sunday. Yeah. So, um, we went up and they were turning back around to come home. I missed the van, didn't make the van because I had to preach in Delaware yeah. that Sunday. So I followed them, me and my wife, we followed them. To uh, New York, we did the concert. They got in the van to come back home. My wife and I drove to uh, Delaware for me to preach that morning. Mm -hmm. So my understanding, they made it all the way back home. Uh, They were like seven minutes away from where we met to park our cars. Mm -hmm. And um, they got into the accident. And so I woke up. um, Actually, I was knocked out of sleep. Someone called my wife and said... You know, I need to talk, you know, the answer or whatever, man. The boy's been in a bad accident. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. You know, woke up, like, what's going on? Calling back to find out what's going on. Uh, I hear all of them was pretty much in the hospital, but everybody was okay, other than uh Reggie. And yeah. so I'm like, Oh my God. So I'm like, Lord, you know, what is going on? You know, I'm praying like Lord, you know, you know, you, yeah. you, you gotta be God in this moment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so I'm having to preach that morning with this on my mind. You know what I'm yep. saying? It's just like, man, oh, my God. So, you know, um, I, I did. I went and in, in, in preached the service, uh, did the service, and immediately after the service was over, my wife and I, we drove back uh, down the way, man, yeah. and went, and he was the one that was severely hurt. Uh, everybody else had made it through with little scratches or whatever. But, Yeah you know it put him in the position that he's in now and yes. so um that that put a big damper on the momentum that we had yeah. and what we were doing because it's like man wow you know this this is this is crazy you yeah. know but i was grateful that god spared his life yes. you know it, it, i was i was truly truly grateful man cuz reggie was like my right hand man. Yeah, you man. You know what I'm saying, and and we still have the greatest relationship. Yeah, many would think you know like what's going on, but that's that's still my guy.
2: Yeah, and
1: likewise for me towards him. You know what yeah. I mean. So, um, but yeah, man, for that to happen, it was like, Lord, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, did it did it make you question if you wanted to keep singing? What up, y'all? I'm Rajay, and I'm interrupting the pod to present an opportunity for y'all to support the brand and the fam. So do this for me. Head over to RajayXSha.com, click the merchandise tab, and grab a hoodie, t-shirt, or hat. And remember this thing, no matter what people say or think, live your life. Now back to the episode.
1: No, I can't say that it did. Um because even even though that took place, it's like a you know a part of me losing him being on the road, I should say was missing, right and and, and that had a uh, that was a weight mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I knew that you know the assignment for the ministry had to go on. Yeah. And I don't want to sound insensitive, in this moment. So I'm trying to work my words correctly.
0: Absolutely.
1: On that prison bunk, I didn't really, I didn't see any of those guys who were with me or who's currently with me when I was on that bunk. Yeah. So the promise was given to my obedience to doing his will, not according to who was going to be there.
0: So easily, to your point, In a tragic situation like that, that is easily a reason to say, amen, let's hold up on the group. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is, God has called me to do a certain thing, even amongst calamity, Mm -hmm. even amongst tragedy. Mm -hmm. And that's deep because some people go through things Mm -hmm. that make them stop. Like Mm -hmm. they like, no, I ain't with that. I mean, I was cool. (laughs) But- my boy can't walk. I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. with this no more. Mm-hmm. And for you to have the strength to continue, man, right,
1: right. That's that's it, and you look at it like this. And again, it 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 weighed on all of us because you know Reggie and I you know especially in that moment were extremely close. We didn't do pretty much a whole lot without one another. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying. He he's the guy I really leaned on. So of course it 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 was like, man, wow. How can I? Yeah. But again, it's going back to my my desert moment yeah. when I received the word. And it's like, what if what if if the if the Israelites would have said, Well, uh, the children of Israel said, Well, we're not gonna cross over because Moses ain't gone.
3: Uh, Moses
1: was their shepherd, their leader. And I and and it's not so much that the uh the positions are different in this aspect yeah, of it.
0: But crazy, crazy enough. Sorta, of, but not really. Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is, you are the you are the leader, right? In the sense of the songs, right? But Reggie is kinda one accord. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like essentially, will. yeah, he is yeah, one accord. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> uh, initially, man, he was that guy arranged all the backgrounds yeah. you know what i'm saying i could depend on him. i can call him at one o'clock in the morning and say hey man i got a song you know let's do this man meet me in the morning yeah he was just that that guy so you're right you know in in, in an aspect of um of the role he played yes and uh in 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 the group it's like man um what, what what do you do yes. And it was like, you know, man, things are going to be different because this is the guy that I always <laughs> lean on. It's really yes. going to be different yeah but in any event it uh, is one of those things again like do the group not cross over to the cross yeah. over the Red sea yeah. and I don't even think he would want that Yes you feel what I'm saying so you just have to you had to push through it was a hard push. But you had to push through, and, yeah. uh, and and that's what we've been able to do, and God have blessed it so far.
0: Yeah. Talking about that makes me think about the other tragedy. Yeah, I was happened. getting ready
1: to mention that too. Go man. ahead, go yeah. ahead. and what I say to that it is just like, so we went through that in 2019 when we had so much momentum, momentum going, and so we were moving in a great way, and then I lose one of my key components. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, wow, what do you do now? So now you got to get back to a place of rebuilding. Yes, sir. Rebuilding, rebuilding, rebuilding the back up. You finally get to a place where you can still soar, still manage. It works. It fits. It's solid. Yeah. And now you lose another piece, who is just as important. Yes. You know, um, Javon Johnson. You know, in a tragic accident. Uh, a few weeks ago, man, and he did not make it. And initially, when I got the call that he was in the accident, my prayer was don't let it be another situation like 2019. Never in my mind did I think he will not going to make it. Never did that crossed my mind that he wasn't going to make it. I was just praying that it wouldn't position him in a place where he wasn't able to use yeah. You know his limbs, man, and it put him in a you know in, a, in an uncompromising position. Yeah, because we already you know are dealing with our brother, but he's doing an exceptional job. I'm
0: so proud of Reggie. him. He, he like man. he like it's crazy.
1: Reggie's is doing an exceptional he's a fighter job, man. man, he yeah, he called himself be, be a bull. Yeah, and he's being that man to see. Uh, his t- t- uh, tenacity, man. And, it's and crazy. It's just like he's still going hard. He's still going hard, man. He's <laughs> still making a way to do what he loves to yes, do. Yes, man. It's you crazy. Know? And so I saw that
0: McCormick thing. I was yeah, going crazy. Yeah,
1: he's a, he's a brilliant, <laughs> brilliant guy, man.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, uh, but my prayer was, Lord, don't let it be that. Yeah. And it ended up being something totally different. Woo. And so. Yeah. That put us in a, another space, man. Yeah. And so it's still like, now what do you do? Mm-hmm. And now you're back having to rebuild again. Yeah. And try to, cause it because it just can't die. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You can't, right. It can't die. You just got to do what he told you to do. Yeah. You know, and so uh, it's just a part of what comes with doing what we do. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, And I tell people, again, this is not to sound selfish, because some people would think that it is. But if you really knew me, you know I'm the furthest thing from being selfish, but I'm going to go after what I know I'm supposed to go after. Yes. And, again, it's one of those things, I think, what God wants to do and what he's going to do is just based upon the promise he gave.
3: Yeah.
1: That's just how I see it. Yes, sir. So even though you will want everybody to make it to the promised land with you, unfortunately, it may not be the case. Mm. But do you stop or do you make it to where you're supposed to be? Yeah.
0: Woo. So I want to talk about the newest single. And I want to ask you a question about it. Let the people know what the song is called first.
1: The newest single we have out the song is called All Away. Yes. Yeah, man. An incredible.
0: Yeah. Incredible tune, man. Yeah. So was the the question I want to ask you is, was a part of that song?
1: He was. What he was, was his role? He sung, actually. He sung, man. He sung. It was it was crazy how it all went down. That song, um, it's actually written by another guy, a guy named uh, Reverend Willie Johnson, mm-hmm. out of Texas. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we would go uh, drive to go to our concerts or whatever, it was on SoundCloud, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And um, we listened to it and listened to it and fell in love with it. And so I called him and say, "Man, I want to do this this song." He said, "Man." Have at it. Wow. And so we started singing it, started singing it, started singing it. And uh, it would minister to us so much because Keep My Mind was the thing. Yeah. That everybody wanted. But we started drilling this all away. Yes, It's all away, man. And so uh, at this time, so I had the group, the Karen group that I have, you know, which it was just me consistently. It was me, uh, Josh, uh, Steve. J.J. and um, Jamari, Mm -hmm. along with uh, Big Josh, who plays guitar, and J.B. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this season, those are the guys that were there. Yes. Um, But um, without a doubt, every concert, you would have me, Steve, Josh, Jamari, and J.J. So we had a five piece. Yeah. And it was beautiful. You know, we had got it to a point where it was truly solid. Yeah. You can be effective yeah. and still sound good. And so uh we sung this at a convocation where Bishop was at. Yes. And uh he heard the song and went crazy. <laughs> In fact, uh it's on our YouTube page. It's been <laughs> I don't know how many shares or how many yeah. views it got at this point, but it's it it went crazy. And so he was like, "Man, we got to do this again." You know. <laughs> and so um so we ended up Recording it. Yeah. We ended up recording it. And I recorded it with uh, Steve, JJ, and Josh. They were doing the background initially. hmm And so we did it. And I think I sent it uh, sent it to Bishop and let him hear it. I said, man, I want to want you to feature on it. He said, okay. He said, all right, we could do that. And I said, oh, yeah. I, I've been wanted, <laughs> waiting for this one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so um, he said, okay. So I let him hear it, and he fell in love with that sound, with what he heard. Yeah, but it really wasn't the my one A sound initially. Yeah. because you know, again, the group had transitioned.
2: Yeah, Reggie
1: pretty much laid the background for the group. Yeah, most times, even if I gave him direction on how I wanted the song to go. Yeah, he recognized it, whatever yeah, you call it. That, you I like yeah, I like that recognized it. And so, um, and so that has always been. That's the sound, formula, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, we would do something, I will give it to him. He'll lay it, they'll learn it the way he laid it. Yeah. And that's it. And so, um, so we was like, man, it sounds good, but it's missing something. But what it was it wasn't missing anything because it was heartfelt. It was that it was just, it was what it was supposed to be, right? Yeah. And so, um, but we ended up sending it to Reggie and and Brandon got on it. And I think Shad even got on it at one point. And uh, I relayed the background, and it sounded great. I'm like, oh, man, that's the one accord I know.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: boy, it sounds good. But honestly, when I let Bishop hear it again, he was like, nah. Wow. This ain't, this ain't what I heard. Yeah. Where that other background at? Yeah. And so I'm like, man, okay. So he ended up flying. Bishop flew in. I picked him up from the airport. He came back in the studio, and... uh I called JJ and called the other guys to get back here. <laughs> this is what we got to do. So they had to come back and re-record. But Reggie was a part of that too, yeah. Because he did sing on him and Josh and JJ. They ended up doing. So the final it
0: ended home. up being the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was something that JJ brought to it that wasn't in the other piece, man. That really, I'm
0: glad it ended up that way.
1: Yeah, me too, man. Me too. I'm just, I'm just so sorry, man. He didn't get to hear to finishing work, you know, that, that really bugs me, man. But yeah, yeah, he, he's, he was a part of it.
0: Yeah. That as a leader, one of a group and as a pastor too, how do you manage the feelings and emotions and thoughts of seeing people? Up and down, going through this, going through that. How do you manage your own sanity while still being there for them?
1: Man, it's going to sound super spiritual, but it's it's my reality. It's God, man. Yeah. I mean, he's who I lean on. He's who I depend on. You know, one of my members told me just a few weeks ago, they said, Pastor, after this, because we're in our church anniversary right now, They said, Pastor, after this, you need to go somewhere, man, just take a break because you've been catching a lot of hits. Like I had even last year four, four close deaths and I preached all of them and they were like back to back
0: every week. Yeah. And so. Like, like four weeks in a row. In a row. Like a month straight. Month straight.
1: And I mean, close, close, close deaths, man. And. You know, God will give us a grace and a strength that we can't have in our, in our own self. Yes, sir. And that's why I say it's, it's all him. I mean, I'm still standing, still surviving, still uh, sane because of him. Yes, sir. I couldn't do this on my own yes, strength, sir. man. And not to really have a break. It started last April around this time, which is really a sensitive time for my family, my immediate family, my wife and children. Um. And, and and it went from this moment this particular time to matter of fact this is the actual day wow today is a day that you know I lost my mother-in-law mm. you know and um and it and and that started this this series of you know the oncoming deaths man it was just like the next three in a row man and so having to preach and eulogize all of those never really having a chance to Grieve and just deal with it yourself. You're still pastoring. Matter of fact, she transitioned. That Saturday Easter was that resurrection. Was that Sunday, and I still had to go preach, and, and and been going ever since.
0: How, like, take us through the mind, just in case there are like young pastors watching. Like, how, like, okay, like, this happens. You get up on Sunday, like. What is your prayer? Like, what is your process to go up there and do that?
1: Lord, I'm totally leaning on you. You have to be my rock. Yes, sir. Because, you know, I felt the pain of my wife. You know what I mean? Losing her mom. And it was sudden. She wasn't sick. Mm. It's just, bam. You know, we're at church preparing that Saturday for Resurrection Sunday, and she's home preparing to go, come to church Sunday, excited. And then we get a call that, you know, she's out, and they're taking her to the hospital, and that Sunday she's gone. And so I'm feeling the weight of my wife, feeling the weight of my children, my own weight from my own relationship with her, you know. And I probably really should have sat down. And just took some time, but God gave me what I needed, man, to get through. Yes. Then the next week, you know, I lose my uncle who's really responsible, too, for me singing. He That's the uncle that's the about, un- that started our group. Yo! <laughs> which is my one of my dad's closest brothers. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, he transitioned, and I had to do his funeral. Then the uncle that came in... um. Uh, one of my, uh, well, their brother, mm-hmm. he came in to be with the family that week and weekend because the funeral was on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I had to do my uncle's funeral that Sunday. I preached that morning service, did the funeral that Sunday, then came to Carolina to sing. Wow. It was crazy. Still to this day, I don't know how it happened, <laughs> but it happened. Uh, the uncle that came to that funeral from out of town, he come and he stay up until like Monday or Tuesday, he leave, go back home. That Friday he passed. Nothing was wrong with him. (laughs) Yeah. So another week later he come down. I do his. And, you know, you just just have kept going, man. And so it has been something. To get back to your 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 question, man. It's it's been all God. I couldn't do any of this without yeah, man. He yeah. has just given me, I guess, a grace to do it. Yes. I take no credit. It's nothing with me knowing a whole lot of word. Or it's, it's just he's graced me to do
0: yeah. it. Yeah. And you you said something, too, that I'm really picking up. Like when you mentioned that some people may think it's um, selfish or they may feel a way about it. It's like when I hear you talk, I don't hear selfish. I hear strength.
1: Mhm. Wow. Wow. That's
0: cuz it's like That's a lot. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. And to have the strength to persevere is amazing, bro. Wow. Like it inspires me to get to a place where Wow. It's okay. To commit in spite of. Mm, Wow. Because life can take you through so much where you feel justified in your quitting, bro. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like to lose people like that or to go through stuff like that to the world, if you quit, it's reasonable. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, I know what God said, man. Yeah,
1: man. I know
0: what my call is and I know what he promised. So I'm not trying to be funny. It's just not about me.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's not about me. I've been called to do a thing that I have to do in spite of. Wow, thank you, dog. That's
1: heavy. Thank you, man. That is really, really heavy for bringing that point to light. Yeah, because that is the that's the way I see it. Yeah, you know, it's not about me in no form. Or it, it's truly just trying to stay obedient, man, and finish the work yeah. that he assigned me to do and you know like you said, you lose people along the way that are so dear and so important. Yeah. And uh people don't know, you know, I could be riding down the highway, riding back home and and, and uh just having my one on one. But it's like you gotta stand and be strong when you get around <sighs> those that's really drawing strength from you, man. I broke down uh this past Saturday, the single was that came out. You mm-hmm. Know? And I couldn't stop crying. Man. <laughs> yeah, it was uncontrollable, and maybe it was the cry needed. Yeah, because I haven't been in a while, and yeah. it's like, man, sometimes God has got, gotta flush you out.
0: Yeah, and then if you, especially when you, um, when you think about the song, mm-hmm. and you think about the lyrics right. to the song, right? Because these are burdens, mm-hmm. heavy ones. <laughs>
1: Heavy ones, <laughs> but uh, to be able to say he took them away, and you can look at them and say bye, bye burdens. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't stay here no more. Yeah, you gotta go. Um, it's 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 something, man. It is truly, truly something, man. But I, I am who I am, and I'm I'm here where I'm sitting with you, man. Just still leaning on God, doc. That's yes, that's, that's it for the rest of my days. Yes, I got sir. to lean on him, man. Yes, sir. My hand is going to always be in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir.
0: Right now today, after you've done, you've preached and all of this, how do you feel like right now with everything that is going on, the single out, your pastoring, family, how you feeling right now?
1: I need what that young lady told me in my church, just a break. Yeah. I really do. I, I really feel like I just need a, a week, some time. Yeah. To just woosah. Yes, sir. Because it has been nonstop just going, going, going. Yes, sir. Um, and it's extracurricular activities with my family that I haven't mentioned that I do. Coaching my son. Yeah. Being out there with him, man, and that's a commitment.
0: Let's ta- Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. Because out of all of this stuff you're saying and all of this stuff you went through, you're still a husband. <laughs> you're still a
1: father. Yes, sir. How? Man, that's my first ministry, as, yeah. as they would say, man. It is. If you can't take care of home, the Bible calls you, uh, I think, an infidel. You know, yeah. you can't take care of your children. You don't take care of your, your, your family, man. And uh, taking care of them do not mean uh, being perfect yeah. or you have it all right, but it means stand true, faithful, and committed to your assignment. Yeah and i'm i'm um my job is to make sure my family is taken yes. care of you know Jesus calls the church his bride, yeah. and he gives a responsibility to the husband to love his wife as he loves the church, yeah, and what did he do for the church? He died for, he died gave up everything, so when you look at it from that that uh perspective, man, my job is to make sure my family is good, you know um and, and when they're good, things that I want to do is better you know I don't have the issue of some p- preachers and pastors I know that the church and I'm not throwing a shot at anybody uh, have become like their second wife Yeah, and they find more joy into that they don't even want to go home because there's probably oftentimes no peace at home Yeah, so they're excited just to be out and be yeah. going but my family really loves me and I know they love me. So when I'm out entertaining people and being around people, I don't know what angle they're coming from all the time. But I know when I go back home, yeah. they for real.
0: Yes, sir.
1: You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so it hasn't always been this way as far as me understanding that and valuing that and paying attention to that until, like, recent times.
0: So, because I know, I got married, um, I think, when I was – maybe like 18 or 19, like really close to my friends, being on the road. Mm -hmm. So from my experience, when you are trying to transition from that life to being married, it can bleed over. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And it can get, so when I first got married, I'm a husband but I still have that other mind mm-hmm. because I've had more years of that. Than you
1: have been a husband. Right. I, absolutely.
0: So things that I should have prioritized, I didn't. Right. Things that I should have paid attention to, I didn't. Right. Things that I should have been aware of, I was not. Right. Like, and it was bad. Mm-hmm. And then over time, like, okay, this is more important than that. hmm And I'm your homies, but that's not really important. Right. Yeah, he cool, but right. it doesn't serve right. this side of you well. You probably right. should. So I know it's similar in that way for you. Mm-hmm. What how did you get to the place where you started to understand, realize, and like prioritize home? Um
1: again, seeing them the way you know God see them. It's my job. You know what I'm saying? To, to to be there and then not just to be physically there, but be present. That is important. You know, in their lives and in their decision-making and in their upbringing, not just around to pay a bill or, you know oh. what I mean, to buy some shoes, but to actually, like, I'm you, I'm here. You know daddy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You know your husband. Yes. You know, and uh, I, I don't want it to be said that you know, everything else was more important to me than them. Yeah. You man. know, and I know I've made my family Sometimes and I'm particularly made talking about my wife maybe feel like, well, man, you know, I'm more into this than sometime yeah. I'm into my home. And she understands clearly now that that wasn't the case. Uh, life sometimes just have you doing what you got to do. Yeah. You
2: know what I'm saying? But
1: they're, they're, And I do what I do because of them, to be honest. Yes. You know, um, I'm not as fortunate as some to do other things. Ministry has totally become my life. Yes. Part of it because of my past, what I've done.
0: Yeah. What I was
1: involved in, but God, have always met and supplied. Yeah. And so it caused me some time to have to go, when well, I don't want to, but this is where the Lord have us. But yeah. it's going to always work for our good. Yeah, man. You know, so uh, having them to understand what I have to do and then making time to make sure home is good too, everybody kind of sees it now. Yes. Uh, initially, it was kind of tough. Like, well, man, you always going, you doing this. It's our birthday this day. And you mean you got to take a booking on this day and we got to do this and this. And, you know, you know. but but if I don't, and not saying that the date won't come again, but it, this is the way the Lord has positioned me to provide a part of the way. Yeah. Then, you know, it's, it's in my best interest and in our best interest that I do what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. So we can be good. You know that's what I'm saying? Good. And so um when I come back or before I leave, we can do A B C yeah. D. You know, and so um so yeah, but I've you know, um, just in a place, man, where I definitely want to make sure home is always good because it makes being out even better.
0: It does, boy. Boy, yeah. it does. Yeah. Jeez, I'm just thinking about the. T- <laughs> I'm just thinking about my life now mm-hmm. and my life then. Yeah, like and like walking through that door and things not okay.
1: Right, you when to had a great weekend, got what you need to get, you come home and then you like, wow, <laughs> I should have stayed out there. <laughs> nah, yeah, but I, that, I. And
0: then you get, and then it, and then it transitions to. Man, I gotta go out there. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> you right, kind of don't want right, to leave. Right, right, exactly. But <laughs> I gotta do what I gotta, I gotta do. I gotta do. That's right. That's right. That's right.
1: But when there's an understanding, and uh, when they can kind of see, even if they don't see the whole picture, when they can kind of see what's going on, they trust the God in you and trust you to make the right moves. Yes, it, it's easier. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's easier, man. Yes, sir. And I think even with the ministry establishing and they not just seeing you as husband, but pastor, not just seeing you as husband, but a man of God, yeah. not just seeing you as husband, but, you know, um, the shepherd who don't just governs our home, but governs another home, yeah. you know, and they're right there with me working yeah, in ministry, man. you know, they have a different, um, uh, perspective. Yes. As it relates to all of it. Yes. You know?
0: Yes. Before we go, man, I'm sure there's somebody watching and listening that um, has a lot on their plate or are in a position where they do have gifts and they do have a call and they're trying to figure it out. What is your advice to them on their journey?
1: Man, I would seek God's face like I've never sought after him before. Um, I would carve out some intentional time with him and fasting and praying that he will reveal purpose uh, for you in your life. Uh, That's the thing. I think a lot of us oftentimes operate outside of purpose, which mm-hmm. makes life and decisions and things we do, who we marry, who we connect with, so much more challenging. But when you allow God's will for your life and you're actually able to walk in purpose, man, it, I'm not saying it's, it is it is. It's the best life that you can ever have, have. I'm not saying there won't be challenges.
0: Yes.
1: But you can get through them, man, with a smile. Yeah. You know, it's like that joy. We used to hear him say, "You know, I get joy, uh, or I have joy that the world didn't give, and the world, world can't, can't take, take away joy, unspeakable uh, joy." There you go, man. <laughs> that, that comes really with just being in the will, man, yes, in sir. the will. So I, my, my answer, I would seek God wholeheartedly, man, uh, like I've never sought after Him before, and just and really ask Him, "What am I supposed to be doing?" Yeah,
3: you
0: know,
1: lead me, Lord, guide me. You know yes. what I'm saying? Not saying it's gonna be easy, but but we can make it.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: and he'll pro- he'll help you prioritize. He'll open doors and he'll make things work out the way they're supposed to work. Yes, sir. Yeah. But stay That's in true. his will, whatever you do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey, man, I want to thank y'all for watching. I want to thank y'all for listening. This has been another episode of the RXS Podcast with Pastor Maurice Yancey. Bless you, man. Before we go, I want to make sure they know. The newest single is called All Away.
1: All Away.
0: Y'all go check that out on all streaming platforms. Yes, right? sir. And um, y'all go follow him, too, and follow the group so y'all can go see them if they in the area. Also, if you close by where his church is, we'll put that information in there, too.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you so Yo, much. thank you for I being really here. really appreciate this yeah. moment. It was a joy to hang out with you, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Been a long time, but yes. I'm glad we're back again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All
0: right, man. See y'all. Peace. Peace.
2: bird